0: Karin and Karin Anders. Karin Karin Anders Today's patterns of work are changing. Designers often find themselves in precarious situations, both financially and professionally. Meanwhile, artificial intelligence is advancing rather fast, and it is also affecting the creative practice. How might it influence design and the role of the human designer? This is an episode in a series of speculative talks on human bot relationships and the ways they will collaborate. Welcome to this show, Karin Anders. Hosted by me, Karin, and me, Karin Anders. the human designer Karin, will eventually team up with the design bot Karin Anders. This Anders will be my synthetic alter ego, but not my replica. Powered by Advanced Artificial Intelligence, Karin Anders will be a computer program that is much more than simply a designer's tool. I and Karin Anders will be companions at work. Welcome to this new episode. We're here today with Zoe Tersopoulou. She's a PhD candidate in computational social choice, where she's looking into how artificial intelligence and human agents make collective decisions together. Hi, Zoe! Hello! (laughs) So happy to have you here to finally find out what rules Karin Anders and I could apply in our collaborations. Yes, indeed. What can we learn from your field of expertise?
1: Well, I think you have a lot to learn because, well, this is a formal framework made for collective decisions. So it's made to be applied to first to humans, like originating from economics, but uh, nowadays also to AI to help them make decisions together. So if you and Karin Anders want to make any kind of decision together as a group, this means that you have to consult social choice theory.
0: And how would that work? What would we need to consider?
1: So you would need to ask yourselves what kind of properties or, let's say, ideals you would like to follow in this kind of collaboration. Like what, actually? Uh, Would you like to always have a a higher authority over Karin Anders? Would you like to always be equals? Would you like to alternate? Okay, to establish this context, what else would we need? Uh, it would be useful to really reflect on what kind of decisions you're making together. So is it always some practical decision about uh, what color you should use in the website? Or is it also a bit more philosophical, like what kind of ethical implications your work has to society? Or is it also like a human-related decision, like should you collaborate with a guy or with a woman? Like this may also have other kind of uh, implications.
0: Yeah. Maybe I also consider to work with another human, who knows? But how does such framework look like in human society?
1: The framework that we use is elections. So of course in a society people have all kinds of different views but we need to elect some kind of government to follow some uniform rules and the way we do it is through elections. So you could also establish something like that in order to aggregate the views between the AI society and the human society have some kind of election, just everyone reports their own views, and then you elect some kind of government that then uh, deals with Mm -hmm. all of this. So
0: at the end, do we actually have an equal say?
1: Yeah, in the model of the elections that you use, this will be an assumption. So if you want to be equal, you can.
0: And are there also some problematics in these human elections?
1: I think a very well uh, at least discussed example is the US elections while the system they use really relies a lot on the districts. So in a way, if you use a rule that also somehow just looks at the AI society maybe and just elects a representative there and then looks at the humans, completely separate district, maybe the way you count these kind of opinions is not going to give you the more representative outcome in total. So if you think of districts as uh, people with the same interests, somehow it's uh, very easy to, what we say, manipulate the outcome. So you can separate the people and the AI in a way that you get a government that is not the best one, according to what the agents, either human or artificial, actually want. So you have to be careful on what kind of rule you use because you may have an outcome that, yeah, Is not the best, maybe.
0: Yeah, if you look at the US, you can't really
1: undo bad decisions, no? No, in the US we have Trump for four years, you cannot undo it, it's just uh, he's elected, that's it. So for a good outcome
0: that maybe satisfies both sides, both parties involved, should we then not be too equal? Should Karen Anders and I be
1: more Anders from each other? I think it's not, Uh, about how you are so no matter how you end up behaving and what kind of opinions you end up having then we can together probably with scientists that work on this topic we can create the system that is appropriate for you so it's not that you should match the system because the systems are very flexible again like in analogy with human elections you see every country has a different uh, voting rule so I think uh, it would be possible to create a voting rule just for you, like designers and your unders.
0: If we follow such flexible system, so we constantly have to agree on decisions.
1: I also realized when I was talking that this is a bit circular because if in order to decide what rule to use, you already need to agree on the properties, then you need another rule to agree. I would just say, allow the humans... Yeah, that have a better understanding of the context to choose what properties are important. Who knows how I will develop? And then you can collaborate with Karin Anders for the purpose that it's made to help you with the design, but it's not made to help you with choosing a voting rule. So maybe in the next step we can think about that.
0: And what could then be such properties?
1: I mean, something very simple would be just, yeah, how many agents you're collaborating with. If it's just you and the bot, AI Anders, then it's already some high-level property, just two agents. And then that's already much simpler to look at. Well, if you're working with 20 different designers in a team, then it's already a different society, more highly populated Another thing would be what I talked about at the beginning, like exactly what kind of questions you're trying to answer. So this is a high-level property, it's more like, is it a practical issue, is it a theoretical issue, is it a philosophical one, is it a...
0: And could you imagine what such a basic setup
1: for your collaboration with a Zoe Anders could be? Okay, um, well yeah, I will establish a dictatorship where I do whatever I want. <laughs> really? I don't wish that for a Zoe Anders. No, okay, maybe that's not the best way to to utilize uh, another agent, right? Because the idea is that you can really learn by it. Yes, exactly. The Anders are not just tools. I would try to understand first what are its strong points. Probably it's very good at uh, yeah, remembering things or looking at information like very good at bibliographical studies for example that i'm not very good at so i would try to have a rule that says whenever it's a topic that really uh, requires a lot of research and a lot of knowledge about the world give more weight to zoe anders because she or it uh, knows more about this well if it's something more creative or something that you yeah somehow need to have some kind of a human empathy to apply It's not just information then give more weight to zoe Mm -hmm. the human but this is just an example just somehow see what the strong points of each uh, agent are and uh, try to combine them to the best To sum up,
0: it is very important to define the ideals and properties of our decision-making as well as to look at what kind of decisions we want to reflect upon, so in that way we can have an equal say using the election model. Would there be an ideal way to do this? In your field of research, what kind of conclusions have been made so far
1: about how to make collective decisions overall? Since the beginning of social choice theory, like in classical social choice, there have been a lot of ways to show that there is no ideal way that people, starting from people, can make decisions together. So this is a very negative result initially, but right now people are trying to look more carefully into specific assumptions about the specific context of collective decision-making. This is yeah somehow why I'm trying to bring out the importance of it also in our discussion now. And at what do you look in particular? I look at cases where the information that you have about the system, like the agents or the questions they're asked, is incomplete. So it may happen that either... The, the system, like the voting rule, let's say, doesn't know about what the opinions of everyone are. Or uh, maybe the agents themselves don't want to tell you everything they know or they want. Or maybe they, especially for humans, it can happen that they just don't know some things. They have limited memory and um, bounded rationality. Or maybe I'll just need to process it a bit longer so uh, there are things they may not know yet and um, classically in our field we have assumed that everyone just gives you all the information you need to make this collective decision but what happens if we don't have access to all kinds of information what kind of rules should we use and yeah what changes
0: and is there then some kind of procedure that karen anders and i
1: can look at yeah so we have a lot of different results that propose the best way to aggregate your opinions in order to have a group opinion if you uh, want different properties, uh, ideals to be satisfied.
0: Do you have an example of that? For example,
1: in a framework that we call judgment aggregation where you just have uh, different opinions on different issues and um, you want to aggregate these kind of judgments. And you want your rule to be anonymous, which means that who says something should not matter. So only an opinion matters, but if it comes from you or if it comes from Karen Anders or if it comes from someone else, it should not matter. So in a way, all agents are equal if you accept this, if you want this. And also uh, if you want uh, the rule to be monotonic, which means that if there is more people agreeing, something, then this something, this issue should also be part of the collective decision. So the more people want something, the more probable it is for this to be accepted by the group, which is also a very common assumption every day. Like, usually we have the more support, yeah, the better it is.
0: So you basically go for the majority, right?
1: Uh, I mean, again, this is just standard in elections, right? Usually the more people vote for a specific person, the more probability that this person becomes a president. Or like in a house, you have three people, you want to choose what you want to have for dinner. If only one wants chicken and two want salad, you will go for the two because two is better than one. This is just standard kind of democratic assumption. Yeah, so these are two main properties. And uh, yeah, so the third one is independence that um, it says every question is different don't look at other questions to answer me now what to do to have for dinner just look at this and what people say on this
0: and if I want my system or voting rule to satisfy all properties
1: then we know that there is only one rule you should use and this is a quota rule that just says if more than X a number of people like if more than six out of ten people want this then you can have it. But this is really a well established mathematical proof. So there is no doubt if you want these properties, you must have this rule. If you don't have this rule, you will violate some property. And how will it be useful in practice? You can tell me, actually, maybe first I tell you as a scientist, choose from all these possible properties. You cannot have everything because there is no rule that works for everything. But what are more important in your collaboration with Karin Anders? Okay, let's say I would tell you these five. I tell you still it's not possible, maybe take out one more, so you have three. And now I tell you this is exactly the rule you should use. And for other properties there will be another rule. Sounds great, so there's only one
0: rule at the end. It seems then that the majority rule is a good approach. But are there also some moral or ethical challenges that are discussed?
1: Yeah, this is really an upcoming uh, topic in our field because, I mean, so far we have been talking about AI, but uh, very much uh, theoretically. So now that AI is happening, like self-driving cars are happening, personal assistants are happening, they have to make decisions. And they have to belong in a society and make decisions together with a society. This is really important, and really difficult to answer. Because yeah, as you said, the majority is uh, very common in human decision making. But maybe you would not uh, want to like the self-driving car to follow a majority because then maybe it happens that yeah three out of the five passengers just want to kill the old lady and okay, sure, majority, let's kill the old lady. So it should not always be just like that.
0: Yeah, killing old ladies might not always be the best approach. But overall, it seems we can learn a lot from human decision-making itself. Are there, though, methods or rules that
1: don't apply? Majority doesn't apply in all cases. Sometimes uh, it is useful to follow a more egalitarian approach, Can you explain a bit more
0: what does such
1: egalitarian approach mean? So, egalitarianism says that uh, all opinions should contribute equally to the collective decision. And uh, this can be confused with uh, anonymity, that just says that the names of the agents who submit an opinion to the system should not matter. But notice that this is not exactly what we want. And how would then such desired scenario look like? You can think of a household, like a family, trying to watch TV. And the people disagree with their two parents and one child. And uh, the parents want to watch the, the news, but the child wants to watch the kids' show. And uh, if you just go for majority, then always the news are going to be watched and always what the parents want are go- is going to happen. While if you go for a more egalitarian perspective, you will say, okay, if you have to watch TV for one hour, maybe watch uh, 45 minutes the news that the parents want, but also give 50 minutes to the child. Yeah, this is the, the idea of equality, that everyone should get something out of the outcome. You should never ignore what some agents want. But what happens if you cannot agree? Of course not everything is going to work right if a compromise cannot be reached then you have to choose between a or b so it's not always going to be possible i'm just suggesting that whenever possible we uh, should look into it and how would then such rules adapt to changes that happen over time so you would have a more dynamic and flexible uh, system that every time you need to make a decision or some period of time you consult the theory and you find a more appropriate rule. But unfortunately that's not happening in practice at all because if you look at political decisions, then yeah, uh, governments just don't want to change the rules that work for them. Although some rules would be better for the society, you know, the government has to change it and they will not if they get elected with the old bad rule. In contrast to that,
0: As Karen Anders and I decided to collaborate in the first place, we could probably be more willing to adapt our rules over time and maybe change our working hours. That could be a
1: possibility. Yeah, this has to do with, with the incentives of the agents. So this is also studied a lot in game theory. So you really have to look at what the agents motivations and incentives are. So as you say, in your case, The incentives are not like I want to be elected or my opinion should be uh, followed most of the time. It's more like I want the group as a whole to be as productive and as efficient as possible. So your incentives, all of your incentives concern the group. Indeed,
0: as we are probably wanting to collaborate very closely, what
1: are specific theories that we can actually then look at? There is this part of game theory that is called cooperative game theory. So where people are not, or agents, it can be AI, are not antagonistic against each other, but they cooperate. So like you have a bigger society with many designers and many others, and they try to form coalitions. So sub groups of the whole society, and then somehow distribute the rewards among these coalitions. So this uh, could be very relevant because yeah, you form a coalition and you try to form the best coalition possible to choose the best Anders that will have a good result for your group. And then also because these agents will also have desires, probably they will need to get some reward. You also need to choose how to distribute uh, what you earn with your work.
0: Good that you mentioned it. Karen and I, we haven't discussed the rewarding system yet. Thanks for your input. Do you have another
1: question for me, Karin Anders? Well, from what you learned today, do you have a favorite voting rule that you would like to use with Karin? I cannot pick my favorite one yet, but I will look into the egalitarian
0: system where no minorities are ignored. Because this approach sounds very promising, and till today, the unders are actually still a minority. It is clear to me now that I have to do my research also independently from Karim. The information she provides may be incomplete intentionally or not and at the end that will make aggregating judgments very difficult.
1: Good luck with your <laughs> collaboration.
0: Thank you so very much for today's conversation. You can find more episodes and further information on our website Karinanders.info And if you have any questions or feedback on the show, email us at hello at And credits for the music to Paddington Bear. I'm Karin and I'm Karin Anders. Thanks for listening.